West Branch football is back, Matt. The the West Branch that a lot of people like to see that are used to seeing, you know, high scoring games and things that they we'll just say fans expect it unrealistically all the time. And they're spoiled, I think, a little bit all the time. Well Yes, we are. I you know, to that degree we are. But to get it back a little bit on Friday felt good. So let's talk a little bit about that. Let's dive right in on the Talking Bear Football podcast. Right here on westbranch.football. Presented by the Browns West Branch family of dealerships. 52-0 to was the final. And last week, Matt, you got to go first, so I'm going to kick it to Steven this week. And Steven, 52-0. Now, I thought West Branch would win. I really did. I just didn't see it to this degree of, well, both sides of the ball dominating. How about you? I would have to agree. I mean, we had talked about it in the beginning of the year. This is Mac Valley team that's kind of young. You know, we went up there last year and they lost several of their key pieces that they had. And so we knew they were going to kind of be looking for some pieces, but they do have some of those components there. And I thought that it was going to be a closer game than this. I'm like you. I agree. I thought we were going to win this one. But I think it was just one of those that the way that game started, special teams get a 90-whatever-it-was-yard kickoff return for a touchdown to start the game. And that just kind of perks up our sideline, and it kind of deflates the home sideline. And then the defense gets a three and out. And then they shanked the punt. I mean, it was like a seven-yard punt or something. And so suddenly we've got a short field. And it was just one of those that felt like some of those areas that we had struggled with in the first two weeks went our way and allowed us to really establish that momentum on our side. And we never really did anything to allow Makoka Valley to stem that tide. I mean, even if they did have one or two big plays, they we came right back. I mean, I think Mac Valley had... 55 or whatever yard kickoff return into our territory first play cash woody hits the ball forces the fumble we get it right back so it was just one of those where it felt like the game snowballed in our advantage and mac valley just couldn't figure out a way to get that to stop and so i mean you feel bad for them but credit our guys for being focused and just taking care of business from that first whistle and matt i steven talked about how i didn't give them a chance now i'll say this in the first quarter, West Branch had just gone up 14-0 after uh, follow the aforementioned Cash Woody forced fumble to go up 14 to nothing, go again on a three and out, get a punt, and then fumble the the punt return. And McQuokita Valley recovers that in West Branch territory. You think all of a sudden, all right, maybe the Wildcats, the home crowd, is getting a little bit of a little bit of a little bit of excitement in their belly. Not this time. <laughs> Not this time. Not so fast, my friend. Not so fast, my friend. Yeah, that you know, yeah, that's exactly right, Jason. That was kind of the moment to where you thought, okay, this could be a little bit of a game here, something for the Wildcats to do here. But no, the the West Branch de- West Branch defense just did what they've done all year and just buckled down and stopped uh, stopped them and got the ball back. And in fact, uh, it was the very next play after that muff punt return. Um, that uh, Cash Woody forced a fumble, and uh, Logan Wright, I think it was, uh, recovered it 
uh, to give the ball right back to the Bears. So, you know, in the end, no harm, no foul. But, you know, for the for the game as a whole, I, I thought it was just a really good confidence booster for this team. And um, it was a game that the players just had a lot of fun with. Um, and I think that's something that we haven't seen. The We didn't see much the first two weeks was that team out there having fun. Now, I saw glimpses of fun like that um, in the scrimmage against Tipton uh, where the defense was dominating there. But, um, yeah, just, you know, right from that opening kickoff, that just set the mood for the whole evening for this team. Um, and they carried it through all the way for, what, three and a half quarters before uh, the majority of the, the starters were out. Um, you know, just to, to kind of highlight a couple guys, um, you know, probably some obvious ones here, but Andy Henson, a phenomenal game. Um, and he just reminded us what he can do when he's given that chance uh, to get to that second level, just running over guys, using his speed, um, and his, really it's just his agility, I think, is is something that's uh, unique for him and his size, the way that he can just kind of cut, make smooth cuts um, to get an extra 10, 15 yards on every play just to try and kind of outrun that would-be tackler. Um, and then Carver Belk. Uh, I thought he's been looking more and more confident every game and every pack, practice that we've seen him uh, that long touchdown throw that he had to Peyton Miller really honestly was the best throw I've seen him make all season. Um, and I hope that's a harbinger for him, you know, moving forward. Uh, in addition, he had that triple option keeper in the second quarter um, that he ran for 15 yards or so. Um, just a really nice read and just a quick decision making. He didn't think about it. He saw the hole. He he hit it, made some moves downfield to set up a first and goal for the Bears and the Bears uh, scored the next play. So uh, yeah, it just seemed like some quick, quicker decision making from him um, that led to really some some positive plays. And that's funny you bring his name up in our in our game capsule that was released on Thursday morning. And if you didn't know that on WestBranch.Football, you can catch up with all the news of West Branch football, obviously. But every Thursday we release a game capsule. One of the keys mentioned was Carver Belk will play a big role in this football game if the Bears want to be successful on offense. Not just because he's the quarterback, but you know, the the maturation process is continuing. Well, he took a big step forward. But 52 to nothing was the final, Matt. How did we get there? Yeah, so uh, first quarter, Paid Miller, you know, first play of the game, 89-yard kickoff return for a touchdown. Uh, Kinnick Belk received the kick and then did a reverse with Peyton. Uh, in the post-game interview that the Bearcats did with Peyton, Peyton mentioned that um, it was a play that he and Kinnick have been practicing for quite a while, and they finally got to do it. And, uh, yeah, it worked out, uh, especially with some great, excellent downfield blocking. If you watch the the end zone view uh, of that play, uh, you know Peyton said in the post game, but he had multiple avenues and holes to choose from once he kind of got got through the mess there. Um, yeah, he did, um, and he chose chose a good one. And off to the races he went to put the Bears up seven nothing. Um, still in the first first quarter, Bears go up fourteen nothing on a Wyatt Federland thirteen yard touchdown run, um, and he also uh, made that PAT. Uh, so two for two so far for him. Um, and Stephen, I think as you mentioned too, that that touchdown was set up by that yeah kind of off the side of the foot Amundo punt that gave the Bears the ball at their own, at the Mac Valley twenty five or so. So excellent field position there, and the the Bears make a quick quick do of that. Uh, still in the first quarter, Peyton Miller gets into the end zone again this time on a rush for a five town five yard rushing touchdown. Um, you know, the, the first play after um, that muff punt returned by the Bears, you know, Cash Woody forced that fumble, as we talked about. 
to give the ball back to West Branch, and then a 54-yard run from Andy Henson gave the ball uh, gave the Bears first and goal at the five. Carver Bell canes it off to Peyton Miller and makes it 21 nothing on that five-yard run. Still in the first quarter, Andy Henson a real nice 13-yard t- uh, rushing touchdown, kind of uh, kind of went towards the right side of the line, cut it back right there in the second level to the left side um, into the end zone. Uh, really nice run there. So 28 nothing. We stand at the end of the first quarter. Second quarter, Peyton Miller gets his third touchdown of the game this time, receiving. Um, you know, after a 15-yard a, a pass and catch to Birdie Hunger on third down, there was that triple option keeper that I mentioned by Belk that set the Bears up inside the five. Belk then finds Miller on a simple wide receiver screen, who basically just walked right in the end zone, 35 to nothing West Branch. Still in the second quarter, Peyton Miller again, uh, his second uh, touchdown reception of the game. Just that really nice throw that I mentioned earlier uh, from from Carver Belk finds Peyton Miller on a simple wheel route, uh, allowed Peyton to kind of get behind, kind of in a soft spot in the zone, and Carver threw a beautiful ball, uh, 42-0 at half. Third quarter, Annie Henson, a 30-yard touchdown run, um, and that was just a couple plays after Brady Hunger forced a fumble on the opening kickoff of that second half. So again, the Bears just kind of taking advantage of those opportunities that they were given. Final score of the night was in the third quarter. Wyatt Federline nails a 34-yard field goal. Probably would have been good from maybe 45 or so. 52 nothing West Branch at that point, and that's how we ended. <sighs> how about Matt takes a break, Stephen? Yep. Well, I was just going to say, I mean, Matt, you talk about the wheel route that got him into the soft spot of the zone. That was a beautiful play design by Coach Hirschman because – they were running, I think it was a cover three, and they had the outside guys running post routes, and it sucked the safeties over, and the corner was kind of looking underneath a little bit, and that just, Peyton was just all alone by himself. And so I think they had run it on the first play and just missed on it, and I think they came right back to it thinking, hey, that's a good opportunity, and nice strike right there from Carver, and Peyton did the rest. And... When you think about it, let's go with some trivia. You know me, I'm not a big trivia guy, but I'm going to throw one out there for you. Peyton Miller now has four touchdowns in his high school career. How many of those have happened outside of Delhi? if you're paying attention? Zero. Well, Zero. all four of them happened on Friday night. Peyton Miller has scored one other time in his career. Where would that happen, boys? Maybe Delhi. Delhi, can you tell me what it was? Must have been a first off game. It was not. It was in varsity. It was not a field goal. It was not Did a touchdown. Two-point conversion? He scored a two-point conversion in 2020. A tipped ball, caught it. That was his only score as a varsity football player before Friday night. And oddly enough, it was his birthday on Thursday. So he celebrated a day late with, you know, Four touchdowns on in three different ways. Some other notable stats that that kind of jump out at you guys, Stephen. How about you first? Well, I mean, Andy Henson getting going and getting over 200 yards rushing—that was big, uh, big for this team. And I think that was kind of the focus of Coach Hirschman, especially. I mean, most of the night we're lining up double tight eye formation, and it's just hey, we're gonna grind it out between the tackles and. That offensive line did a good job. Andy made some good reads. You know, the tight ends especially. I mean, you look, Jackson Kaleberg made the switch a couple weeks ago. 
Reese Trapania made the switch this week. So some new guys in there, but they're stepping in and doing well. And then the guys that got in at receiver, I mean, it was Peyton a lot of the night, but you know, some other guys rotated in there making some key blocks too. So, I mean, it was a good team offensive effort all around. Um, I think the other thing was did a lot better job of just kind of cleaning up some of the penalties. I mean, second week we weren't too bad on it, but still Friday night didn't seem too bad. So a lot more focus from these guys and, Definitely going to need that moving forward. Matt, anything for you? Yeah, uh, Stephen, you mentioned Jackson Kalberg. I thought he did a phenomenal job Friday. Um, you know, nothing terribly flashy. I mean, he had six tackles on defense, which is pretty good. But from the offensive perspective, I thought he played really well from his tight end position and made a lot of good blocks. Um, he just kind of the energy and the physicality that he has out there on the field. Um, I think just one of those you know, those guys that they're not going to get their name in the paper, so to speak. Um, but he's a kind of a critical, critical part to this part to this team. Um, and then also Wyatt Federlin. Uh, what can you say? Seven for seven on his PATs, really none of them in doubt. Um, and one for one on a 34 yard field goal. So great job by Wyatt. Love the interview that uh, Jared did with him after uh, at the end of the game on the Bearcast. So I'd love to be yeah. around next time Kale makes it back home to <laughs> see who the better kicker really is. Because I can already see him licking his chops saying, let's go, son. We're going to line it up. You tell me which field we're going to, and we're going to have a kicking contest. So Here's the thing. He can say, hey, great, you kicked. I also had a touchdown, brother. <laughs> I scored 16 points the other night. Seven XPs, one field goal, and one touchdown. For me, I had two things that stood out. I, I marked it in my mind because I thought, you know what, the Bears are, the defense is doing what the defense has done all year. I just wanted to see what the final numbers were going to be. Final number, giving up only 79 yards of total offense to the Wildcats. 34 of it came on one play at the 536 mark as I looked at the clock in the second quarter. Matt, do some quick math. 79 minus 34 is 45? Yes. So Carry the 1, divide by... Seven. Yes, yes, that checks. So take away 8 seconds. So look at basically for 31... For, excuse me, 47 minutes and 50 seconds, the Bears gave up 45 yards. That's less than 1 yard per minute in a high school football game. That's another pretty impressive thing, and to do so on the road is even more impressive. And, of course, the other thing other thing that stood out to me, it's small, and people probably forgot about it. As the game was already at hand, the Bears' offense was out doing, you know, the, the fresh off was getting the opportunity to play. They had to punt. Andy Henson had been cold, probably standing on the sideline for 10 minutes, got asked to go out and punt. All he does is nice, drop a nice 40-yard punt that was downed at about the 5-yard line. He is punting, has been, we won't call it Tory Taylor-like, <laughs> in parlance, Iowa, because that guy's a Heisman Trophy winner right now in my book. But he's been very – when the Bears need a punt, need to place it, he's done very well this year, placing punts to give that defense a little bit more cushion to work with and, and the offense a little less uh, open air to work with. So, well, and speaking, of, speaking of the defense, that under I took for the over-under of 127.5 points allowed this season is looking, uh, looking pretty good so far. 23 through three weeks. And here you thought I was dropping things, getting <laughs> good at dropping things, Matt. Just, you know, just, you know, ho-hum. That's a good stat. I'm okay with that stat. 
I've got a little sheet here in our document where we're tracking our, our over under categories and yeah, that one's looking real nice. I'm definitely okay with that stat. Again, the, <laughs> the most important stat map and Stephen, the Bears, Bears went one and zero, and fifty two to zero was the final. Uh, this week will be coming up. We'll begin district play. Now districts, districts week four. So the next five weeks are going to settle things out for the postseason in Class 1A, beginning next week for West Branch against Loiza Muscatine. Before we get into that, Matt, what happened last week, District 5, Class 1A? Yeah, so a lot of uh, good uh, non-district matchups going on here. So uh, Durant and Northeast Goose Lake. Uh, Northeast Goose Lake prevails in that one, 42 to 28. So kind of a surpriser there and Durant starting 0 and 3. I don't think anyone saw that. <laughs> Here's what you didn't see. Steven, what were those statistics we were talking about earlier in that um, game? Durant had 250 rushing yards from Nolan DeLong. And they had I don't have it pulled up anymore, but almost 200 passing yards. And they still lost by two touchdowns partly because they threw four interceptions. Just some Interesting. You have nearly 500 yards of total offense and lose by two touchdowns. That's just a strange stat, but turnovers. Just ask the Iowa State Cyclones. Matt, moving on. <laughs> uh, Minneapolis uh, against uh, West Burlington. Meepo prevailed in that one 35-7. Uh, so I believe that they are at 3-0 and to start the season Clean sheet. as well. Yep, they are 3-0. Uh, Regina and Mid-Prairie. Uh, Mid-Prairie actually had to forfeit, forfeit that one due to um, COVID and injuries. Um, so Regina technically wins that one one to nothing, and they are 3-0 and to start the season. Uh, L&M, who we're going to talk about here coming up, uh, they took on Van Buren, and Van Buren won that one 57-12. And then finally, Wilton and Highland. Wilton won that one 39-14 to uh, open their season 3-0. and So, um, yeah, Meepo, Regina, Wilton all at 3-0, and West Branch at 2-1, and Durant and L&M at 0-3 as we head into district play. Much respect. I mean, of all those, of all the win-loss records that you heard, which one stands out to you the most? I think Durant and Wilton. I, I honestly, just from what I saw last year, I would have flipped those. And that's not a disrespect to Wilton at all. It's just, again, they had a really young team last year. And looking at what Durant was bringing back, if you had to make me guess, I would have said if one was three and zero, one was zero and three, I would have pegged Durant at three and zero. But yeah, that's just goes to show you that you don't play these games on paper. You got to be ready to step out on the field every time you go. So, well, before you know, before next week though, everybody's now zero and zero as it pertains to the postseason considerations. EMS Detergent Services has been providing janitorial supplies to businesses across the Midwest for over 50 years. Based in North Liberty, EMS uses products made right here in Iowa and offers exceptional and affordable services for their clients. Learn more at emsdetergentservices.com. Julie and Dan Hayes at EMS Detergent Services, proud supporters of the West Branch Bears. Louisa Muscatine. The Falcons, is that right, gentlemen? Of Let's Iowa. Let's play in West Branch, though. Military Appreciation Night. 
And Stephen will probably tell you some a little bit more about that as we get towards the end of our program. But the Falcons have had a slow start to their season, but they're hoping to speed things up as we get into week four. Historically, these two teams, the last time they played was in 1997. God, those guys are old that played in that game. You know, kidding. Final score, West Branch 56, the Wise and Muscatine 10, 96. Well, before that, West Branch the year before, Inlets, final score, Bears 50 to 12 over the home Falcons. Steven, just for fun, off the top of your head, I mean, I'm not saying you will or not know or whatever. Do you remember anything from those those battles in the late 90s at all? By reading articles, of course. Of course, um, I do remember the game in West Branch my senior year. I was actually on the field when we gave up the only touchdown that game. So now that so I'm thinking fault. back on it, yes. <laughs> Situation was, it was um, one of those 40-ish yard line, and they had a fourth down, so we sent the punt return team out, and I was the nose guard on the punt return, and... They decide to keep their defense or keep their offense out there. So we just slide into a five, three defense and they ran a toss sweep to the outside. And I shucked my guy on the center and then hit an angle and got to the corner. And I touched the guy as he ran into the end zone. I almost had the angle. I just wasn't quite fast enough to save the touchdown. So alibi Ike, I was there, just missed it. We gave up the touchdown. Other than that, I don't remember. I mean, I know that the bus ride to L&M is the middle of nowhere, so next year we'll be excited because you're just driving on country roads, and oh, hey, there's a school. Okay. Fast forward back to 2021, week four. Very important game for both teams. You don't want to start your district slate off on the wrong foot by losing. How is Van, Matt, Van, L&M up to this point, as you mentioned, 0-3? How have they gotten to that point against who? Uh, yeah, week one they lost six to nine uh, at Columbus. Week two they lost forty-five to nothing against Wapolo, and then in week three, just this past Friday, they lost uh, fifty-seven twelve to Van Buren. So, not the best start um, for uh, for the Falcons. A, a quick look at their stats, and Stephen, I know you've probably looked at it as well. Looking at the the one of the more interesting things I've seen through three games, they've thrown forty-two passes. And they have 45 rushes. 42 passes by four different players. Now, that could be a product of the fact they're down. Some kid, younger kids are getting the opportunity to play. But four different guys, and they're all underclassmen. Briar Reynolds, 9 of 15, a junior. Xander Bieri, 9 of 19, a junior. Then you throw in sophomores Ty Northrop and Finnegan Klein, who have combined, who have three for five and two for three, respectively. So 23 of 42, not a bad percentage, but unfortunately it's not showing up on the scoreboard or at the end of the game in the win column. Yeah, and interestingly, that's just two games because they don't have their stats from Friday night posted yet. So I'll be curious because based on the little bit of film that I've seen, it looked like Runnels was in there a majority of the time. So I'm curious if some of that was... um, just last week against Wapolo, maybe they threw some different guys in there. I don't know. Or maybe it's some trickeration. Maybe you've got some different plays. But it is some interesting balance when you look 42 rushes, 45 or 42 passes, 45 rushes. So um, definitely going to 
keep you on your toes. You can't say, hey, we're just going to stack it in and try to shut down the run, or we're going to drop off into a soft zone and make you beat us with the pass. So they try to keep it honest. It's just, I mean, unfortunately, you look at that in those first two games, 1.8 yards per rush, 10.3 yards per completion. So um, they're just not finding the yards and big chunks that you would like to see if you're trying to keep that sort of balance. And rushing the ball, too. We didn't even get into that as far as who's carrying the ball. Take away one player. One player of the through two games of the eight kids who have carried the ball. Again, every single one of them, underclassmen. So this is a very young, young football team, similar to West Branch. They have a very small senior class, group of seniors out for their team in, in Let's, just like West Branch only has seven seniors on its in its squad this year at when they when you see them at the little rose bowl next week matt so what what's your key what when you look at this you look at the stats throw that stuff all away what is going to be a big thing for you given that it's been nearly a calendar year since west branch has won a home football game yeah the the main thing that i'm going to be watching is the west branch offensive line versus this lnm defensive line um you know from the film that i've watched they've mostly run a three four defense um, and just with those three up front, uh, number 78, uh, Fordyce, number 44, Nowak, and number 70, Kessel, um, those three up front just seem to c- cause a lot of chaos um, at the line of scrimmage. And, you know, they're not getting in their names in the paper, so to speak, um, you know, with with tackles and sacks and pass deflections and that type of thing. But just kind of in general, they've been very disruptive to, ca- to, to cause the offense, whoever they're playing, to kind of go off script, so to speak. Um, and I, I, I hope for, you know, the West Branch offensive line that they, they can keep these three guys contained, give Carver enough time, give Andy, uh, you know, plenty of holes to, to get to that second level where he does uh, the most of his damage. Uh, that's what I'm going to be watching. Yeah, I too am looking forward to seeing they could continue with, with that progression, with that momentum that they built last Friday on the road for the home crowd next Friday night in West Branch. Nothing more than, quote, unquote, being able to ring the victory bell, but doing so at the Little Rose Bowl. Again, something they have not done since August 28th, the first week of the season in 2020. Now, a few games were moved. A few games, uh, the Bears had to manipulate the schedule a little bit and work things out to be able to find a game that was canceled uh, and you know, field conditions and things play played a role as well. But it has been over a year since the Bears have won a game in West Branch. It's time to end that that streak, and hopefully they can do so Friday. But you know what? There's nothing guaranteed. But one thing that is guaranteed is insurance. If you're in need, if you need help, let's hear from the Fullwider Insurance Agency. Have you reviewed your insurance lately? Contact the Fullwider Insurance Agency to set up a free insurance review of your policies. We offer personal, commercial, life, health, and crop insurance to protect all aspects of your life. As trusted choice independent agents, we can work with multiple companies to find the best coverages at the most competitive prices. Call 643-2695 to speak to one of our agents. Supporting the West Branch Bears for over 50 years, the Fullwider Agency, where your insurance is our assurance. Now, Stephen, a.k.a. the nice guy of the podcast, 
Looks like you're first up this week in Picks to Click. Matt, last week, we everybody clicked because the Bears won. But just in case we forgot, which I have, who we all chose as our Pick to Click, you can remind us now. Well, it doesn't really matter because I chose Wyatt Federland. So <laughs> I, I think we're... Oh, winner, okay. winner, chicken dinner. Yeah. That's pretty good. I mean, Jason, to be fair, your guy had an interception and some pretty good defense, too. Holden Arneman. Holden Arneman, yes. And, Stephen, you had Kenneth Belk. And he was on the winning team. Right. He was. And he played nicely now, as well as a fullback and a safety. So, And funny we bring this up as far as, you, you know, Matt, yeah, statistically speaking, you probably got the dub, as the kids would say. No cap. No kizzy. Uh. So the funny thing is, uh, Peyton Miller said, yeah, guess you picked me a couple weeks late, huh? And then Brady Hunger says, huh, you picked me last week. Look what happened this week. Both of them made mention of the picks to click. Like, well, I'm glad they both clicked because if they're clicking, the Bears are clicking and the Bears are winning and we all win. And it makes everybody happy. So, And if you recall last week, we did have one right in someone write in or text in their pick to click. Do you recall Matt? As I sent that to you, uh, we're supposed to read know. messages from you. No, <laughs> in case you let your kids read it instead. Uh, you Can know, have kids, former bear coach, Kevin Crossweight sent his pick to click in. Yeah, he said, just listen to the podcast, and you guys are spot on. My pick my pick this week is Andy Henson. That's a good there answer. It is. Good answer, good answer. 200-yard rushing night, big night well, defensively. Some good things. Coach Crossway, if you're listening, Bears won last week. You made a good pick to click. Might want to send another one in. Through three weeks, I think, eh, we'll let Matt be ahead one to zero to zero. Steven, let him have his... His cake. I don't know, man. I mean, I picked Brady Hunger last week, and he had a pretty damn good game. So, I mean. We're all two and one. Yeah. We're all two and one. We're all two and one because the Bears are two and one. All right. The webmaster has spoken. And speak up now, Stephen, with your pick to click. I'm going to go another one of my, I mean, this is kind of my trend this year, but it's because I like those big guys up front. I'm going to go with Logan Wright. I think, um defensively he's going to make some noise especially going against some of those big bodies that lnm has offensively he's going to do some good things and help pay for the way for that offense to have another productive night so logan wright sophomore lineman both sides of the ball i am my pick to click this week is logan wright (laughs) i think he's going to have a great week and (laughs) yeah i'll take him too (laughs) <laughs> yeah, looking right. All right, good. Cho- that's the right choice. <laughs> Actually, I mean, two things this week, two picks. One is the is I'll pick one of the players because that's what we're we usually do. I'm gonna say Drake Barry, in the same sort of in the same light of the explanation that Stephen gave. My 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 backup pick, and and really is gonna steal the show. Are, is um, Dave McElrath for all the work he's doing behind the scenes to make for the Veterans Appreciation Night this upcoming week. Uh, all the things that you'll see in the pregame, you're going to want to get there early 
are is mostly attributed, if not all, completely attributed to the hard work that he's doing behind the scenes. I'm going to go with Logan Wright and Drake Barry. Um, I think those two are... <laughs> Logan excellent. Barry and Drake Wright? <laughs> right, yes. <laughs> Logan Barry. That's my final answer. Uh, no, I... Man. Um, I've, let's see. I think I've used my my one-timer on Andy. Did you really? Yeah, I did in week oh. two. Um, this is tough. I took Wyatt last week. He'd probably be a good pick again. Um, Ride him. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to do that. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna do I've that. done that before. Yep, I've done it before. Where I, was it a week or two, a year or two ago, Matt, where I took one guy like five weeks in a row. Bears were winning. I wasn't going to change. It's like Forrest Gump. I won this far. Might as well keep going. Yeah, I, I just, I like the physicality and energy that he brings. And I think he's got some confidence with his leg now. Uh, not that he didn't before, but... You know, he's got it now after that game Friday, and um, it was nice to see him to get involved with the with the offense as well. Picks to click. Feel free to join to kick yours in if you'd like. As we wrap things up here in the next five or ten minutes, Stephen, Matt had his long spiel early in, in the segment. Now it's your turn. Tell folks how they can keep up with all things West Branch football. Of course, social media on the Internet when you go online. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, just follow at WB Bears Football. Uh, for those of you that don't know any of that, just ask the kids. They'll help you find it. You know what to do. Uh, if you're on Facebook, just go into the search bar and type West Branch Football, and you can find the page. Like it, follow it, make sure that you get all the updates and notifications because we get a whole, whole host of videos that are posted up there. Um, highlights from the game, Matt normally gets done depending on what he's got going on Friday night, Saturday sometime, um, interviews throughout the week, uh, any other updates that we have. So find all of that stuff there. Of course, if you like watching those videos, you can just go to our YouTube channel and subscribe to West Branch Football, and those get posted there, and you can follow them. Uh, if you like listening to us blather on, we're sorry. But you can find ways to uh, share it with your friends. Uh, go to whatever podcast uh, listener your choices, the app of your choice, and just search for Talking Bear Football, follow along, and uh, like I said, share it. Let friends know about it and uh, have them listen in to us. We don't get paid any extra for it, but, you know, they might want to learn some more about West Branch football, so send them there. Have them search for Talking Bear Football. And a big thank you, Matt, we'll, could be able to tell you a little bit, a few more uh sponsors names than i can but we want to sure say thank you to all of our sponsors because all of those things that steven just mentioned the places locations on that interweb thing would not be possible without donations and just the support of each one of our sponsors matt yeah that's browns west branch chrysler jeep dodge and ram browns west branch ford uh cornerstone real estate consultants ems detergent services Fidelity Bank and Trust, the Full Water Insurance Agency, Hodge Construction, Hoover Presidential Foundation, Main Street Suites, Marcy Villier with Urban Acres, Touched by Power, and the West Branch Times. And this week, seven o'clock kickoff. But we make sure you want to show you want to show up early, as I mentioned before. Dave McElrath, among others, uh, but mostly Dave has done a lot of work to put to put a nice presentation out of respect and thanks for our servicemen and women. So show up early. 
Stephen, what are some of the things that usually go into that? Um, it's going to be great. They're going to have a um, couple hundred flags that will line around the field. They're going to try to have kids be able to get down there and help hold those. Um, they will be announcing any veterans that are in attendance and hoping to get a list of that so we can uh, announce them over the PA. A lot of times they've got the uh, parachuters that bring the game ball in and try to recognize a local veteran um, to receive that game ball. I remember a couple years ago, it was pretty special when Dalen Peterson was able to give it to his grandfather, Tom, who played for West Branch and also served in the military. Um, So just very special memories for the people that are involved in that and just a great way to say thank you to our servicemen and women, those that uh, made that sacrifice to go and serve us and help protect our freedoms, especially, I mean, we're recording this on September 12th, the day after the 20th anniversary of 9-11, and just remembering that, you know, we are all Americans and we love this country and these people are sacrificing so much of their time and so many other things uh, to be able to help keep us safe. And so this is just a great way for us to say thank you so very much for everything that you've done and it's greatly appreciated. And this is just a very, 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 very small token of that appreciation, even though it is a lot of stuff that Dave McGrath does to make it happen. And you won't be able to see it live, obviously, but if you're listening, Bearcast pregame beginning at 6.30 on Friday with Stephen, uh, Mike Quinlan, and the coach, Jared Tiley, on the mic on the sidelines. You won't be able to see it, but Matt and his wonderful wisdom and and incredible abilities with, with with all that technical stuff, you'll be able to hear things as they're going on live. You'll be able to hear the crowd's reaction. You'll be able to hear the PA announcer talking about what is actually happening uh, live, and you'll hear the cloud, crowd's reaction when the skydivers hit hit the field. It's just a different sound than when, say, Andy Henson scores a touchdown. There's just a different sound, a little different emotion that comes out in that in that moment. So make sure if you can't make it to the game, try to get on with the bear cast beginning at six 30. That has been the talking bear football podcast right here on West branch football presented by the Browns West branch family of dealerships. Take care, everyone. <laughs>